Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, White House Ghosts That Will Surprise You. You know, every year, I contact the White House in the fall and ask for permission to go do a ghost investigation of the haunted Lincoln bedroom. And so far, they have never allowed it. In fact, they have never allowed anyone to do it. I talked to a couple of experts at the um, White House Historical Association in person up there in Washington, D.C., and uh, they laughed when I told them about this. Said, <laughs> that will never happen. You know what? I disagree. I think someday somebody is going to get to do it. Somebody will be granted permission. I don't know if it will be me or not, but uh, I have tried. And of course, one of the big reasons is because in 2008, I was contacted by a man in Missouri named Bob Martin, and he was reading this biography of President Harry Truman. And Harry Truman uh, conducted this enormous renovation of the White House in, uh, let's see, I guess it went from 1949 to 1952. And he hired this fantastic U.S. National Park Service photographer named Abby Rowe to document the whole thing. And there is this wonderful photograph of the gutted basement of the White House. And in this photo... Uh, you, you see a bulldozer with the operator sitting on top of it. And there are a few men who look like supervisors kind of in the background, but off to the side in the background, Bob Martin noticed this very clear, obvious, translucent figure standing there. And he said, could this be a picture of a ghost? And, uh, when he sent this to me, I was immediately intrigued and started doing, uh, immense analysis of this photo. 
And uh, I even traveled to Washington, D.C. I mean, you know, I, I con- the first thing I did was I contacted the Truman Library in Kansas City and got a really big, high quality version of it. And then I went to D.C. and talked to people with the National Park Service, and the National Archives and, uh, and, and and again, the White House uh, Historic uh, Historical Association. I talked to a bunch of professional photographers in the area. And basically what what I concluded was that, you know, the. The only typical explanation somebody could come up with was maybe there was a long exposure, meaning that, well, the, that basically the film was exposed to light for, you know, like a few seconds and that there was a person standing there who just got partially exposed and then he ran away. And it turns out that is not the case. I won't go into all the details because I made a whole video report about this, but, um, it turns out that this was not exposed more than about two seconds and we can prove this because there actually is a man who happens to be walking down a pile of dirt in the photo and i didn't even realize that believe it or not at the time i did my uh my video about this but you can see exactly the length he has stepped while the shutter was open and so it was only exposed for about two seconds there's no way you're going to get this crisply defined translucent figure standing there without some kind of blurring or or smearing so i think it's the world's most amazing ghost photo and it turns out that when you when you look at maps and you figure out where everything is located that figure just so happens to be standing beneath the lincoln bedroom huh that's interesting isn't it and uh you know the lincoln bedroom it was actually the war room that President Lincoln used during the Civil War, where he would sit there with his commanders and make all these profound decisions about what to do. And so it's a very well-known haunted location. And uh, I think this may be the ghost of Abraham Lincoln. If you have not seen my video about this, it lasts, oh, I don't know, like I think it's 15 or 16 minutes of that. Uh, go to joshuapwarren.com. And you'll see on the menu, it says uh, Gallery of the Strange. And when you click that, there are a bunch of different things that you can look at. One of them says White House Ghost Photo. And if you go there, you'll see um, the video as well as uh, a press release that I put out in 2015 about this. So uh, I still believe this is the world's most amazing ghost photo. And uh, in, in fact, a little bit later, I'll tell you some more stories about uh, the haunted Lincoln bedroom. I think my favorite is uh, the story about Winston Churchill staying there. And every evening, Winston Churchill liked to uh, take a bath and uh, have some cognac or brandy, you know, of some kind, and uh, and smoke a cigar. And so here he is having his hot bath, his drink and a cigar, and he gets out, and as he's standing there, buck naked, he turns, and there is... Abraham Lincoln sort of leaned up on the mantle looking at him and Churchill stops. And I imagine he may have still had his cigar in his mouth and said, good evening, Mr. President. It appears you have me at a bit of a disadvantage to which Lincoln's ghost chuckled and vanished. But uh, many people have said that they have seen Lincoln's ghost in the White House. But, you know, the thing that might surprise you, and I told you this is about ghosts that might surprise you. 
There are many ghosts that have been seen that I bet you've never heard of. And there are even some ghostly things from the White House that are even more eerie. Have you ever heard of the thing? The thing in the White House? Or how about the demon cat? All right. I'm going to get into all that. And let me just say that this is an overwhelming topic. I am supposed to be uh, on a television show about Ghost of the White House that is going to air on a major network next month in October. And uh, it's, it's already been filmed. So I'm just, you know, it's supposed to come out. And as soon as everything is confirmed with an air date. I'll let you know. So I figure, you know, I just I just contacted the White House again and asked for permission to go to the Lincoln bedroom. And for me, it doesn't this is not a political thing. I don't care who's in office or what the administration's doing. The White House has been around a long time. I presume it's going to be around a long time. Parties come, parties go. I'm interested in the history. So we'll see. We'll see if my request is granted, but let me go ahead and tell you about some of my favorite ghost stories. And I want to say right up front that because this subject is so vast, if you really want to dig into this, there are some great books you should get. One of them is Haunted White House by George Dudding, which actually I, I bought this and I was flipping through it and I was like, oh, there I am. I'm in this book. I didn't even know it. That's cool when that happens. Uh, he talks about my research on the uh, the photograph I was just mentioning. Also, my friend Jeff Belanger wrote a great book, which is also available as an audio book called Who's Haunting the White House? So those are two resources that I definitely recommend. But, uh, you know, let me just tell you, first off, as I go down my, my list here, uh, you might wonder if George Washington, our first president, is seen haunting the White House. Well, you know, George Washington was in charge of choosing the design for the White House, but he did not live in it. It was not completed while he was in office. And so the first president to move in was John Adams. But here is something really interesting about the fact that, uh, you know, even though George Washington is is not usually seen haunting the White House. And there are some stories to that effect. It seems like that that land from the very beginning may have had a bit of a curse on it. And what I mean is that that land that the White House sits on was owned by an old man named David Burns. And apparently he, he okay, so he owned about 700 acres and he did not want to sell that land to the federal government. And the details are sketchy, but he, he got into some type of an argument about, you know, ha handing that land over to such an extent that uh, it, it is recorded that George Washington used to refer to David Burns as, quote, the obstinate Mr. Burns, the obstinate Mr. Burns. OK, he was a stubborn guy. And. The rumor is that there was some kind of coercion that went on that forced him into selling that land. And so it's not surprising that a lot of people afterward said that they would actually see the ghost of Mr. Burns. Uh, one woman who was a housekeeper there for 30 years said that uh, the valets would often see Mr. Burns standing there and he would say, I'm Mr. Burns. I'm Mr. Burns. It's like he wanted everybody to know maybe that that was his land and he'd been 
screwed out of it somehow. Uh, when we come back, I'll tell you more about why that property may be haunted, and then we'll get into ghosts regarding Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, oh, Franklin Pierce. That's the one that, that really freaks people out quite a bit. Uh, hey, listen, I'm going to be in Everett, Washington at the Coast to Coast AM live event on Saturday, September 25th. And that's of 2021. That's coming up this month. Because of that, um, I'm going to... Actually, that'll be part of a bigger trip. I'm traveling to other places. I'm going to be a little delayed getting my new kit coming out. But my new kit will be out very soon. And you will only hear about it if you go to joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com, and sign up for my free e-newsletter. I will not be talking about it on this podcast, I promise you. joshuapwarren.com takes you two seconds. Put your email address in there, hit the submit button, and you'll get some free instant goodies from me. And even if you go there and your browser says, oh, it's not safe, don't worry. It, it does that t- sometimes because it's an e-newsletter, joshuapwarren.com. That's my name. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be right back. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now this show is sponsored by better help People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren. You know, construction began on the White House in 1792. It was completed in 1800. During the War of 1812, the British came and burned it almost to the ground. And so the whole thing was rebuilt. And then, of course, it underwent that major renovation in the early 1950s by uh, Truman. And so it's gone through many transformations. And nonetheless, that piece of property, well, it may already be cursed by Mr. Burns. We know that the White House was built in large part by slaves. So think about the energy that added to the building. And I really do believe that the White House is certainly the most haunted house in the United States and possibly the most haunted in the world. Now, I know that there are people listening to this show all around the world, and some of you go, ah, there you go, you Americans. You're so egocentric thinking your place is the most haunted place in the world. Well, here in England, we have 
castles that go back thousands of years. That's true. I, and I absolutely recognize that. And I, I, I've been to many of these great castles. I've investigated the Tower of London and all of the ruins of Dracula's castles in Romania. I understand. But the thing is, some of the stuff that has happened on the grounds of the White House is stuff that is absolutely so intense, uh, so dramatic that it is unique in recorded human history, such as the decision to develop and then drop the first atomic bombs. That was a new chapter for humankind. And that all stemmed from the mindset there at the White House, which is why I say it may be the most haunted piece of property in the entire world. And if you wonder why, some of these presidents might stick around. Well, think about the fact that I, I know that to a certain extent, every president, just like every politician, is a puppet because, you, you know, you have to please people and you have to consider who, who donated to you and pay back favors. I, I get that. But still, when it comes right down to tough decisions that, that need to be made, you have so many moments in history when presidents have made decisions that uh, altered everybody's life and, and may have repercussions that go on for generations. And I think that if you have worked yourself into that point of decision making, you might be very curious to see if your decision was good in the long run. So for example, uh, look at Abraham Lincoln, uh, the guilt he must have felt about all the blood he had on his hands from, you know, killing so many Americans during the Civil War. And he, I'm sure, uh, wondered, was this the right decision to make? And so maybe he would be willing to stick around for a 100 or 200 years or whatever to kind of see how that turned out. You know, did I make a good decision or not? Or then it always goes back to that concept of maybe you're afraid to move on to judgment. Uh, I've always wondered if you're the governor of a state and the state executes somebody and is the governor, if you had the power to pardon that person and didn't do it, does that mean that, you know, you are guilty of murdering that person as well? Uh, and, and whether you are or not, if you are fearful of being judged, you might want to delay that uh, transition through the tunnel of light. <laughs> okay, these are all things to consider, but all right, too much to talk about. Let's get back to some of the ghost stories, all right? So I mentioned that the first president to live in the White House was John Adams, and one of the most prominent ghosts seen there is the ghost of his wife, Abigail Adams. In fact, uh, in this book, Haunted White House by George Dudding, he writes, since the death of Abigail Adams in 1818, numerous executive mansion residents and staffers have claimed that they have seen her likeness or ghost walking around the house wearing a cap and lace shawl with her arms outstretched as though she is carrying a laundry basket or an armload of clean linens. And uh, a lot of people have seen her. Gosh, I could tell you story after story. But I find it also really intriguing. And it's isn't it funny to think she's just doing something that mundane? She must have been doing the laundry a lot. But the youngest, the youngest first lady was Frances Cleveland, and she was 21 years old 
And her story is really interesting to me. Uh, her husband was Grover Cleveland, and his first term was in 1885. Frances Cleveland was the first woman to give birth at the White House. And apparently she was in one of the second floor bedrooms. And to this day, many, many people are freaked out because they start hearing screaming and moaning and all of these terrible sounds of a woman giving birth up there. And they run up there. And of course, no explanation, no explanation whatsoever. Um, and uh, this may be some kind of an imprint, something, you know, again, something very intense that is trapped there that replays itself. And, you know, even though I'll tell you about, you know, more encounters people have had with these ghosts seeing apparitions, uh, it's far more common for people to hear stuff. Speaking of Harry Truman, I mean, he even wrote more than one letter to his wife and uh, mentioned that, you know, he would wake up in the middle of the night with something knocking on his door. And, you know, when you're the president and somebody's pounding on your door at three in the morning, you you jump out of bed because you think something terrible has happened. And then he would open the door and nobody's around. And he asked the Secret Service and, and they all say, no, there was nobody around. So people hear a lot of weird stuff there. Uh, let's see. How about Thomas Jefferson? Uh, of course, I'm working my way toward stories about Abraham Lincoln. But uh, Abraham Lincoln's wife, Mary Todd, occasionally she would bring guests over her lady friends and they would be sitting around in the white house and they would start hearing a beautiful violin playing. And, and some, somebody would say to her, Oh my goodness, where's the, where's the musician? And she would say, Oh, that we don't have a musician. That's Mr. Jefferson. He plays sometimes Thomas Jefferson would beautifully play the violin in a ghostly fashion in the white house. Andrew Jackson, very fiery, angry man. Uh, he is often heard, uh, especially in one particular bedroom of the White House, just screaming and cursing up a storm. He was, um, you know, they called him Old Hickory. He's one of our most controversial presidents. And you'll find his picture on the $20 bill. Uh, he was just, uh, he's, apparently he was just always looking for a fight, you know. He was a great general, famous for the Battle of New Orleans. So whether it's an imprint, it probably is it probably is an imprint. You know, he would get so riled up that you can hear him screaming and cursing. One of the creepiest stories though is that of Franklin Pierce. It's also very tragic and sad. Franklin Pierce was the president of this country, let's see, from eighteen fifty three to eighteen fifty seven. And he was a lawyer who became quite popular and worked his way up through politics. He had some time in the military and he married a woman named Jane. And everybody said that the marriage seemed kind of weird and sort of doomed from the beginning. They did not seem like a good match. Their families had different politics. So nobody's sure why that those two hooked up. Uh, I think she had a lot of money, so I'm sure that helped. But anyway, um, they had three sons total. And all three of them died in childhood. Their third son 
though his story is the one that's most outstanding when it comes to White House ghosts. Franklin Pierce was, uh, well, okay, he was elected president. And during that period of time between the election and the inauguration, he and his wife and their 11-year-old son, who was named Benjamin, were on a train ride. And the train, uh, it, it went off the rails. There was a horrible accident. And everybody survived except for their 11-year-old son. And from what I understand, they basically saw their son get, like, beheaded or whatever. You know, like his head was crushed in right in front of them. And it was such a shocking, horrifying, terrible experience that it was impossible for them to feel optimistic about his presidency. Um, and so his presidency was just dark from the beginning and he already had problems with uh, alcoholism and they said that it really got really bad uh once that happened and and then he became president i mean they like he would sit down at one time and drink a whole case of of wine you know basically uh and so uh he was he was a distant dark figure and his presidency is considered one of the worst uh, he didn't want to support any particular party. He was very ambiguous, trying to appease the the pro-slavery people and the abolitionists. And it's just real wishy-washy and bad. But you know what? His wife reminds me a lot of what Mary Todd Lincoln would end up like because his wife became obsessed with contacting the spirit of their dead son, Benjamin. When we come back, I'll tell you more about that. And what she might have done that opened some kind of a portal that let all kinds of stuff in. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be right back. Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminesce for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminesce today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminesce. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. I mentioned on September 25th of 2021, I will be on stage with George Norrie in Everett, Washington. If you want to see, I don't know if there are tickets left or not, but if you want to see about the event, go to joshuapwarren.com, and you will currently find a link at the top of the homepage. Also, while you are there, here is a picture you'll want to take a look at, possibly. I mentioned that George Washington is not usually seen haunting the White House. I mean, there are some reports, but... He is often reported at this tavern he used to frequent in Annapolis, Maryland. It's called the Middleton Tavern. And on December 6th of 2015, a woman named Lisa Molden took a photograph in that tavern that shows what very well could be the spirit of George Washington. Uh, all six foot two of him. And if you want to see that picture and some analysis, also while you're there at joshuapwarren.com, as I mentioned before, go to the menu heading there that says Gallery of the Strange, and you'll see a link there to what could be George Washington's ghost, and check that out. Getting back to Franklin Pierce, his tragic story, his wife became so uh absolutely 
grief stricken that she was desperately trying to do anything she could to bring the spirit of her dead 11 year old son back. And I don't think that she just wanted him back in spirit. I get the feeling based upon many letters that she wrote that she thought that there might be a way to literally resurrect him. And long story short, which should be the subtitle of this whole podcast, um, she claims in one of these letters that she wrote to a friend that she had succeeded and that sometimes her son, Benjamin, would return and the, and, and comfort her, you know, then they, they would physically interact with each other. And we don't, I mean, she meant it very literally. I don't think that she meant it in some kind of a spiritual or figurative way at all. I mean, so during that period of time, we're not sure what she was up to, but she was doing everything she could to open a portal of some kind to create this invitation. And think about this. When when you open a portal and you're desperate, you don't necessarily know what you're going to to have come through. OK, if you walk through a neighborhood and you're quiet, maybe you won't attract any attention. But if you walk through that neighborhood and you've got some dog food and you start whistling, then you don't know what you're going to attract. It might be the cute little chihuahua or it might be the big, vicious Rottweiler. You don't know what you're going to get necessarily. And uh, that's the problem with opening portals. And most people who open a portal, they don't know how to close it. And you can mentally do that. But what I find also sad and intriguing is that her story seems to resonate uh, not too long after, you know, maybe, I don't know, like 10 years later or something like that, resonate with what happened to the Lincolns. Because uh, when Abraham Lincoln and his wife, Mary Todd, lived in the White House, they had an 11-year-old son, same age, named Willie that they were just infatuated with. He had tons of charisma, they say. And he lived there for about a year. And then Willie died of typhoid fever. And the same kind of thing happened. So Mary Todd, she decided that she was going to try to bring his spirit back. And same exact deal. She claimed that she did. And sometimes that he would appear at the foot of her bed and so on and so forth. And so she had all kinds of mediums come in and held all kinds of seances. And... Abraham Lincoln may or may not have believed in this sort of thing. Sometimes he said he did, and sometimes he said he didn't. So it just sort of depended. But he certainly tolerated what was going on if he felt it helped his wife. And he did participate in some of these seances. And Lincoln clearly had a sense that something, some kind of doom awaited him. There was one weird experience he had where he he told Mary Todd, that he was looking at himself in the mirror and all of a sudden he saw what looked like the ghost of himself looking at himself. Okay, that's pretty bizarre. But most notably, three days before he was assassinated, he he had a, a dream, a striking dream, and he told a friend that he dreamed that he woke up and he heard all these people wailing and mourning and crying in the White House and he walked outside and he couldn't find anybody and he made his way down to like, you know, the big main area and all these people are are crying around this this casket and he says to a guard what's what's happened who's died and the guard looks at him and says well don't you know the president 
And then he wakes up. That was three days before he died. And uh, every night when Lincoln would leave the White House, he told a uh, a guard, good night. That was his thing. Just good night. But the night he left to go to Ford's Theater, he didn't say good night. He said goodbye. And the guard said that's the only time Lincoln had ever said goodbye. And then he walks off to Ford's Theater uh and he gets killed that night so um look so many ghost stories are are surrounding lincoln i mean you could write a whole book just about that and again i recommend that you read you read a book about this stuff if you're into it but the point is there have been efforts to open up some kind of a, of a portal right and it could be that something came through that wasn't necessarily one of the kids. Hence what we have at the White House, something called the thing, the thing. This is a big secret. People don't talk about this much. The thing is this dark form that appears in certain parts of the White House. And it's usually kind of nebulous. But usually people, especially the staff of the White House, say that they're working on something and all of a sudden they feel this sense that something is behind them looking over their shoulder. And they turn and then they see this black, terrible form. And it just you just turn and run. You know, you bolt when you see this thing. And it became especially prominent, however, when. William Howard Taft was the president and he was president from 1909 to 1913. Some people believed that the thing was something that he brought into the White House. And that's because the Taft was he went to Yale University and he was a member of the secret society called Skull and Bones. And they have all kinds of morbid rituals. It has been said that Members have been asked to rob graves and do all kinds of spooky stuff. And, and they have ceremonies and rituals that nobody, you know, nobody knows about. That's all secret. And a lot of very prominent people have been a member of Skull and Bones. And so some believe that he may have brought the thing into the White House based upon something that he did with Skull and Bones. And, and that may be because that he was the most adamant person about not discussing this. He may, he put this order down. Like if anybody talks about the thing anymore, they're going to get fired. But he privately hired some people uh, to look into the thing and give him reports on it. In fact, uh, he hired a man, Lieutenant Archibald, Butt, who was uh, a distinguished military man to do reports on the thing for him. And uh, not too long after that, but actually, died on the Titanic. So you know, <laughs> these stories go on and on. So we don't know if the thing was something that Taft brought in or something that that came in through a portal that uh, Jane Pierce or Mary Todd Lincoln uh, opened. But then we have the demon cat. Yeah, the demon cat. Okay, this is... A cat, a black cat that haunts the basement of the White House. And uh, in this book, Haunted White House, the author says it's not clear if basement is referred to as the ground floor 
which is below the first floor or in a basement level that exists below. Okay. So anyway, the, the deal is this cat is seen around this area where they store a framework that held Lincoln's casket. It's called a catafalque. And the gist of it is the security guards will be walking around and they'll see this black cat. And then all of a sudden, the cat will morph into something the size of a panther or bigger and, you know, start screeching or roaring or whatever. And these guards turn and hightail it out of there. Who wouldn't, right? And in the beginning, people said, well, you know, they used to throw cats in the basement to get the rats out. So maybe this is, uh, this is the ghost of one of those cats, but nobody can explain why this thing turns into this monstrous, terrifying thing. And it, it's, it's sort of like a harbinger though, because they say that it appears just before something bad happens. It appeared the night before Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. It was seen just before the stock market crash of 1929. It was seen just before uh, the United States dropped the atomic bombs on Japan in World War II. And it was seen in 1963, just before John F. Kennedy was assassinated. And Kennedy also had, you know, premonitions of, of his assassination. There's a lot of psychic activity that surrounds the White House. When we come back, I'll tell you about some stuff that's a little more modern. Uh, Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush. Oh, and then I've got a couple of great emails I'm going to try to squeeze in. So much to talk about, so little time. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. The internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It can also expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And in 2018, George W. Bush's daughter, Jenna, went on national TV and talked about experiencing ghosts While she was living in the White House, she said, quote, it woke us up in the middle of the night. We had a fireplace in our room and all of a sudden we started hearing like 1920s piano music as clear as day. 1920s piano music as clear as day coming out of the fireplace. She said she was so scared she jumped into her sister's bed. She said, quote, the next week we heard the same thing, but opera, end quote. That's not the only time. But some of the more interesting ghost stories that are a little more recent have come from people like, well, Ronald Reagan. Now, granted, even Hillary Clinton had said that she... uh felt that the White House was full of spirits, but, you know, who knows how literally she meant that. But Ronald Reagan, uh, he a number of times talked about some weird stuff there. As a matter of fact, there is a woman named Joan Gage who wrote an article in the Huffington Post about her experience 
talking to the president in 1986. She was in the White House and she first wrote about this in Ladies Home Journal. So the president, President Ronald Reagan said to her, um, Rex, this is, this is his dog. Okay. Rex, the King Charles Cavalier Spaniel who had recently replaced Lucky as the first dog, had twice barked frantically in the Lincoln bedroom and then backed out and refused to set foot over the threshold. And another evening, while the Reagans were watching TV in their room, Rex stood up on his hind legs, pointed his nose at the ceiling, and began barking at something invisible overhead. To their amazement, the dog walked around the room, barking at the ceiling. Quote, I started thinking about it, the president continued, and I began to wonder if the dog was responding to an electric signal too high pitched for human ears, perhaps beamed toward the White House by a foreign embassy. I asked my staff to look into it, end quote. Then the president laughed and he said, quote, I, I might as well tell you the rest. A member of our family, and he meant his daughter, Maureen, and her husband always stay in the Lincoln bedroom when they visit the White House. And some time ago, her husband woke up and saw a transparent figure standing at the bedroom window looking out. Then it turned and disappeared. His wife teased him mercilessly about it for about a month and then they were here recently, and she woke up one morning and saw the same figure standing at the window looking out. She could see the trees right through it. Again, it turned and disappeared, end quote. So he commented a number of times about this sort of thing. So I could, I could go on and on and on with these White House ghost stories. But I think you get the idea. And what do you think? Do you think they're ever going to let me go into the Lincoln bedroom? Uh, you know, I've been into the White House thanks to some friends I have in politics in North Carolina. I was able to take a, a nice tour of the White House, had a wonderful, beautiful time. But getting into the Lincoln bedroom just for, you know, an hour, with a handful of simple scientific tools to do a little paranormal investigation, that would be historic. And nobody has been, been allowed to do it. So maybe somebody listening to this podcast will help make that happen. Wouldn't that be great if I'm able to come on here and say, surprise, Halloween surprise for all of you on Speaking of Strings. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Strange Things. Speaking of Strange is the show I used to do, but it's all just strange stuff. Okay, let's go to some great emails, shall we? I hope you enjoyed those spooky stories, and I will keep you updated on uh, this TV program that is supposed to be coming out soon. Uh, first email I have comes from Kimberly in Texas. And she said, I have been listening to your show and want to share some good news that I attribute to listening to all the wonderful things you share on your show, as well as the good fortune tone. And this is a lengthy email, so I won't read the whole thing. But she talks about a lot of good things that started happening. She said she had some trouble in her life and things started turning around dramatically. But she ends it by saying, 
Now for the biggest change and miracle. I had been working for the same company for more than 12 years. I am in IT and have been doing what I do for over 22 years. Out of the blue, I got a call from a headhunter about another job and they asked if I was interested. I wasn't really actively looking, but I asked about the job and what it entailed. And it was everything that I was already doing. Plus, I would get to learn some new things. I asked about the pay and it was an incredible amount. I got two more calls about the same job the same day from different headhunters. That was three calls about this one job in one day. And to me, that was a big sign saying, hey, it's time to make a change. The first guy called me back and asked if I wanted to go ahead and apply. I said, yes. I interviewed that Friday and was called the next week. And the wonderful news is that I got the job that pays $53,000 more than what I was making. I'm going to repeat that $53,000 more than what she was making. She said, before the interview, I listened to the long version of your good luck tone. I was a bit sad to leave my old company, but my boss at the time was incredibly happy for me and I was able to leave on great terms. After working at the new place since mid-July, not only was I able to get some bills caught up, but some of them paid completely off, helped my kids with their car issues and put money away in savings. I'm so eternally grateful and blessed. My message is don't give up. Keep praying, keep meditating, listen to your good luck tone. And always give thanks for the things that you do have, even if it's something small, like being able to take a quiet walk or that one of my kids says something nice or gives me a hug out of the blue. I want to thank you for your show and your positive attitude. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that's from Kimberly in Texas. Kimberly, congratulations. And thank you for that wonderful email. And you know what? When she says the long version of the good fortune tone, here's what she's talking about. If you go to joshuapwarren.com and you sign up for my free e-newsletter, you get a link to something that, that's called a five-minute money miracle. And there is a long version of the good fortune tone. And you can listen to that however, you know, whenever you want to. Uh, again, it's all free. There's no catch. joshuapwarren.com. And, of course, I will be playing the basic good fortune tone for you in just a few minutes. Let me squeeze in one more testimonial that comes from Paul in Arizona. He is writing about the bad buster that I have in my curiosity shop on my website. He says, at last, someone has created a self-improvement tool for us negative folks. Folks, uh, You don't just focus on what you want. You don't imagine yourself surrounded by healing vortex energy, and you don't have to call upon Jesus or your higher self. Positive thinking, affirmations, forget all of that. All you do is write on a small piece of paper in as few words as possible something in your life that you don't want, some problem you're having, and place it in the small glass tube which rests on a coin, and that's it. I started with a big health issue. About four months after my cataract operations, I awoke one morning to find that I had a massive number of floaters, including one large and ugly patch that looked like frog eggs or the smoke from a dirty candle. I could also feel something loose in the left eye. I thought, uh-oh, more expensive operations. So I began writing, quote, my floaters on a little piece of paper and placed it in the tube 
which has a lining of invisibility cloaking material, seriously, and a small piece of tourmaline. Within days, I noticed a major difference, and now a month later, I'd say they are 95% gone. I had previously spent more than $10,000 over half a decade trying to heal my eyes on my own with little to no success. This, on the other hand, was only $100 and began working immediately. Warren has made a small batch of these. If you want one, you better move fast. Paul, you know what? I never make any medical claims whatsoever with anything that I do. I'm not a doctor, but... I am so happy that you shared that experience and, um, you know, it's a real testimonial. So if that can help other people, I hope it does. So God bless you and God bless everybody else. Thank you for that, Paul. And now it's time for all of us to meditate. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. I'm about to play the good fortune tone for you. Absorb this and let's make your next week the best week ever. Here we go. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs>